welcome to the Ducks Never Waver Lunch Break, where you get food for thought and can rejuvenate to sally forth. Join the dynamic duo, Edwin and Megan, as they explore topics of gravitas and pomp brought to the brink of absurdity and thrown off, down, down, down the precipice of ridiculousness. Welcome to the Ducks Never Waver lunch break. We are back in the new year 2024. That's a big number, Bubby. I like it because it's two and plus two equals four. Zero. Yeah, but zero, you, it you know, add it zero. It doesn't mean anything. So, so, so we could just say 224. We don't even yeah. need to say 2024. We could just say 224. That's right. That's shorthand. That's what Saving everybody's doing. time. So much time. It's going to be the new trend. No. Yeah. You think so? I think so. Well, I'm already against that trend. Oh, are you now? Yes. I think that we need to take more time. To say things? Say things. Ponder. Mm. Digest slowly. The, We're all about doing things the slow way here. The, getting in, back in, to our roots. Our roots? Our roots are doing things well. Oh. I don't, I, I'm still young. I don't have roots in doing things well. No roots but my home. I stand for underground. Oh, exciting news, folks. This is an unedited podcast. What? This is coming to you from... Sunny California! The EIB Network. I wish. I wish we were coming from California. No. We're stuck in a storm. A storm. I mean, it's a miracle that we're even here. Between illness and weather... This is true, but... The, the, the oceans of, of strife have tried to keep us apart yeah. and torn us but asunder. What I found has been really helpful about hardship is to just diminish it by saying that other people have it worse. I always find that encouraging. Oh no. So yeah, it's negative nine degrees right now. Well, guess what? Other people have it negative 50 and they're suffering so much. So much more. So much more. And that, with that, I hope that you are encouraged to just suck it up. I was just thinking about that the other day, how much I hate that con- or like how that, that that concept doesn't even really work. I don't know. Well, it it doesn't help people. It doesn't help. It's just weird. Oh, I'm looking at uh, a sweater I just finished making. I put it on Daphne the the mannequin. Mm-hmm. I, it looks really nice. I didn't like it when I finished it. <laughs> what always happens? I hate whatever I've made, especially bigger projects like this like a sweater yeah i can see why you would hate it i'm just kidding it looks so nice though like the shoulder being like a wave in the center and then there's like the the arm pad things it's very nice i, I would say that it's a sweater sweater a sweater it's a sweater sweater and i would i would say that it's not the warmest sweater out there it's a design sweater it's pretty warm it's got holes in it yeah, but you know what? That actually like traps the air. Oh, so as long as it's not too windy. Yeah, but it's like it's it's you put it under a coat, but it's warm. Gotcha. Yeah. And what's it made out of? Uh, eclectic yarn. Eclectic yarn. It's a hajopajol. Okay. It's it's thrift store yarn, so like some of it has wool blend, some of it is just acrylic, some of it is stuff I don't know what it is. Okay. But it's yarn. Umbrella term. 
That's very nice. It's, it's a huh. bit of string tied up into knots. Yep. Hang it's, a bunch, it. it's a bunch of knots. Hang it on your person. On... When can people expect to see it in the shop? Uh, in a couple weeks. In a week. Okay. Yeah. I mean, before the month is out. Dun, dun, dun. That always sounds so impressive. It the does. first month is out, we shall have things. Okay. Well, what we're talking about today is trends. Oh. Did we have to say... Never mind. What? Well, did we have to say that we're not doing edited? I already did. Oh, okay. I'm just saying this is done. Okay. I'll probably have to edit that out. But will I? If I if it's You can't now. No, I can't unedit that. Wait, I, I can't <laughs> edit it. Wow. Okay, we'll see how this goes. You guys are going to love this. It's going to be a hoot and a half. So... We're talking about trends because that's what everybody's doing. And we're hopping on that trend of talking about trends. Mm-hmm. And really... It's mostly it's, focused on um, housing trends that housing you've seen. Descent. Yeah, but it's 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 fun because I'll be at work and I'll 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 send pictures to Megan, and most of the time she scathingly replies, "Why would they do that? Oh no, horror of horrors! Anything but that." I am pretty mean. Avert your eyes. <laughs> so that I just do sparked have strong this. Opinions. Stuff. Yes, yeah. that is putting it mildly. <laughs> but it's it's just fun to talk about trends and see where people are. And, and will it but, change? And also, like, just to be fair, like where we are, like in Michigan, the mm-hmm. trends that we notice in our daily lives are going to be different than what where you may live. Absolutely, they're 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 time and space contingent. Yeah, we would say it's the time space continuum. Again. Well. Indeed, we would say that a trend is, by definition, time contingent. Indeed. Because... And that's part of the problem with trends, is if you only go off of trends, it becomes so outdated. So So very quickly. Which is why we can talk about this every year, because there will be... New trends. New trends. I said that with no R. There will be. (laughs) There will be. (laughs) There will be new trends. Well, what you're going to hear us talking about is also wanting to return to classical ideas and also just craftsmanship ideas of making good stuff mm-hmm. and it, not making it to fit a trend but making it i know but the, the trends always come in at some point like you cannot be yeah completely but what we're saying is there's certain things that have stood the test of time yes there are certain things that people keep going back, back to. to yep and that is and there are certainly things that will quickly become out dated yes and so we will put we will introduce a topic and then we'll put a timer on and we will hammer and tong it out yes ready set go you you're the one who has all the list i just thought it was fun to say go it, it is fun to say go okay go tvs mounted incorrectly by this i mean typically the trend that we are seeing is that TVs are, one, too large for the room, but avoiding that, that's just an affluence problem, uh, they are hung too high. So, yeah, so I, I started the timer now. I agree that a lot of times they're too high where you have to crane your neck up to see it. Yes. Now, I'm okay with it being mounted there when it's not being watched, and then it could be, like, on a crane. Where yeah, they do down. make the mounts with it. They drop down. So that would be okay, but a lot of people don't have those. And I just think it's uncomfortable. I'm like, you watch TV to be comfy. 
So why would you hang it up so high? Yeah, you're not in a sports bar. It's not like you're trying to like right be above the crowd. Unless maybe like because of open concept, they want to be able to see it in the kitchen. Well, that's another thing too. Open concept, a lot of times they'll put fireplaces in. Yeah. And, and by the time nice. you have the fireplace and the mantle, especially with modern codes with how close the mantle can be to the fireplace, right. everything gets vertically stretched out and yeah. TV just has to be so high. Yeah. So to counteract that, I think we just need to have really tall couches, like ladder up to your couch. Yeah, because that's I, that would fix the problem. Because what we're what we're complaining about is the angle of yeah, the viewing. cracking of the neck. Yeah, so maybe maybe we're looking at this all wrong. I think the, so. The, we the, just need taller couches. We just need taller couches. I my knees would appreciate that. Have you seen the thing with TVs where it's like they have a frame around it, and then you can download a piece of art, and then it shows. Yes, that? I wondered what your take on that was. I like it because I like to watch TV, but when I'm not watching TV. I don't want to see a black hole. Yes, I do. Like, especially like, ugly. If, if like if if you have like I don't know like a basement or a den, like who cares what your TV looks like? But if you're like saying that's your main living area, yeah, I think that's really cool. I think that's a trend that could come in is the hidden TV again. Yeah, because that used to be a thing. Yeah, the pocket. I like the pocket door thing where it's yeah. like you slide it and it's like hidden and it's like an art piece. But I know there's also certain brands making. TVs where it's like a gold frame around it and then you can download different right. images. I don't The know. only problem yeah. with that is is that the image then the, the the screen is always on and it, therefore by definition it's emitting light. So what oh, I don't good point. so what I don't like about that I don't care about the environmental consequences of a few grams of electricity being used. What I don't yeah. like about that is that your room can never be dark it right. can never and you're always having that input oh exactly. that's our timer okay next thing huge inefficient kitchens Ooh, that's hard this is this, this is hard on for a long time it has been, been going for a really and long i don't time. see it ending anytime soon no because Be yeah bigger is not always better for multiple reasons ill-proportioned a lot of times i've been in kitchens where the island was so humongous that it made everything very tight to get around, actually. And so it and was nice, but you then almost have a dead space in the center because... I was it, just going to say that. Dead space in the... a square, essentially, and that was really hard. Rectangles are better because yeah. then you can reach across it. Yeah. But that's the thing is, like, you got to take into account people's wingspan, and people just can only reach about four feet. Yeah. I think if you're designing a big kitchen, which I would love to have a big kitchen because as a family, we all love to cook. Yeah. And so you want to have four, five, six people in the kitchen at one time, it gets kind of squished. Mm -hmm. So I can understand why you want more space. But think about it as like work zones. If you yes. were to like, if you were actually to have six people working in your kitchen, they would each need to have a zone to do something. So yeah. that's kind of how I would design it if I were making a kitchen, instead of thinking about yeah, I don't yeah, know. Like no, just try to space everything just, out more, but like have work zones so that it's efficient. Yes. And also, you need counter space next to your your range. Mm, yeah. You need a place to put your pan. You need a place to put your cutting board. So like the little sliver dead zone. Yeah. Thing. Like, what do I do with this? And it's like always it like just, a junk drawer. And, mm -hmm. yeah. It's just not good. You need to have that side space. Yeah. Um, And that's what I like about having the range into the island. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm I'm and, okay with that. Yeah, but that's not done typically. No, is it because people are used to having an oven range combo and that? No, higher end homes definitely they split them up. Okay. It's just it's oh, almost have double ovens. Is double oven a thing? Double double. Well, what it is is typically you have a conventional oven and then a um a um convection convection. Yeah. And you stack them. Yeah. No, because that would take a lot of headaches out. Like, how many times have you stuck? three things in the oven you're like this is probably not gonna work yes <laughs> convection oven would be so nice yeah did you know that's what all air fryers are yeah so yeah there's your tidbit there on to the next one on to the next one gaining time six seconds whoa we're really we're really doing well okay next one is huge houses in general if you're gonna have a huge kitchen you're probably gonna have a huge house yeah uh... what Here's the problem. We all like to have a mansion. That's that's every girl's dream home. Uh-huh. But here's the problem. Sometimes you make a really big house and it's just it's just too sprawling. It's too it's too big without it actually being a mansion. Here here's the thing. When I think of the word mansion, I'm thinking of something stately. Mm-hmm. One, mansion should have enough bedrooms to actually like accommodate quite a few guests but modern homes don't have that many bedrooms in number um and well and you think about mansions too it's like each room had a function it was like this is the ballroom this is the yes this this is the that and people when you had a party at your house people would move throughout the house so there'd be um like the 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 rooms would be dedicated to certain purposes right Mm mm-hmm and what that did is it gave it evening um, a whole sense of flow. Mm-hmm. But now, of course, we have modern houses where everything is open concept to the extent of almost no interior walls. I'm almost surprised that people don't just have their bed just out in the main living. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that's probably yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I it, guess the I guess the moral of the story that we're driving at is not that bigger is necessary. Like, what is the moral we're driving at? Let me think about this. That bigger is good if you want to have a bigger house, but mm-hmm. sometimes uh, it's laid out poorly, and so it doesn't function like it's larger, actually. Yeah. And you're still going to have that feeling of over-cramped, over-running out of space, because mm-hmm. like the kitchen, layout is key, yeah. and also what you intend to do with the space. Yeah. Because you can just have wide open space. But it can, like, wide open spaces can actually be the most daunting and just get so messy and be, like, so horrible. Oh, oh yeah. And it's just, also, it can be anything and everything all the time. And hallways are a design um, problem. Oh, because hallways, hallways are, are dumb. Hallways we are just hard. We need to get teleportation in our houses, and so we just operate. <laughs> I feel like that's a Harry Potter reference. Is that? I don't yeah, know what yeah. it is. Uh, that we just apparate to the next room and we don't have hallways because I really hate hallways. Hallways are difficult. Unless it's the the, the Palace of Versailles. Yeah. I think it would be cool though to have have a have a uh, a like a upstairs where it's a pointy roof upstairs. And then you climb up the stairs and then at the end of the hallway is just a window. Like it's just and it's really high. And so it's you, like you, you see the pointy window and it's like oh, you see trees outside and you're like wow it's so idyllic and then you're like wow it's a hallway so you, you want an attic like um studio 
Kinda. Yeah. In the gable end, just all window, yes. all glass. Yeah. 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 That would be an inspiring hallway. That okay. that would be. But that, that's just a room at that point, kind of. Yeah, but it still leads to other rooms. It still does its hallway thing. Okay, I got you. <laughs> Next one. Roof lines being all crazy-like. Oh, especially with no glass right at the end, so it's cool. Yeah, well... I agree, there's there's the, the trend to have the multiple pointies. And I'm... Lots of dormers. Yeah. Lots of gable ends. Yeah. Hip roofs. It's... Some of them look pretty silly. I can understand why they want to add dimension to the house. It, and you don't want it just to have a flat box. Like, that's would be bad to have just a flat box. But the roof lines that go nowhere and, like, don't seem to connect to anything. And, like, there's just, like, triple layers of roof lines. You just have to realize that there's an incredible amount of cost framing-wise mm. that goes into those roof lines. And that's that's how you show your money. Um. Each peak is... Each peak is more money. I saw one where they accented a couple of them with copper. Okay. And then the rest of it was like an asphalt gray or or something like that. Yeah. And it made it look so cheap and so bad. Huh. Because it's just like a little like dot of copper. If it had all been copper, it would have been like glorious and like shining forth. But it was just like boop, boop. And it made both the roof and the copper look cheaper. Okay, because it wasn't enough. It wasn't a strong enough statement. It just looked like a little throwaway of like, oops, we ran out of the gray, so we put this one up here. Huh. That's weird. Like, because I of know course, we spent so much money on yeah. it, but it doesn't look That's that way. That's unfortunate. It was. Hmm. Yeah, it... I, also, just the fact that people don't put attics really anymore. So... If you're going to design a house and you're going to have these these roof lines, especially the steeper ones, and you have that room, definitely spend the money to get it so that you have attic trusses so that you can actually go up there and use the space. Oh, yeah. Because right, most most of the time you can't even really use it for storage. What about how hard is it to make a like a livable attic? So livable as in totally uh, is that conditioned. Like, yeah. So it's not that hard. It's just. Now all of a sudden you're you're incurring a bunch of cost. Right, but it does it like diminish the efficiency of the house overall. No, because oh, okay. um we have spray foams now mm-hmm. and they go right up against the roof deck, hmm. and that that's fine. Okay. Yeah. I I guess I I read the Little Princess too many times because I just love attics. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of kid stories of the kid being trapped in the attic or like baking it there i think in the little princess she makes it like really nice even yeah. though it's like really crabby but she's like i will be strong in the circumstances and then since she's so noble and so good that the rich uncle comes and takes her away oh yeah that was the kind of moral so i'm like if i just make the best of it and be like yes i will make this crappy attic so nice so no you, one rich will come and save me so you're just totally motivated by greed and avarice absolutely you just catched on to that Mm -hmm. well for your greed and avarice uh the next trend is to have pockets in uh dresses oh so my my charming wife made me put this on there okay that's funny and i don't actually have a dog in this fight but i wonder what you think of it as somebody who makes some articles of clothing Mm -hmm. i know my wife is static every time there's a pocket in a dress i think okay so historically 
you would always have a pocket. A, po- a pocket was a detachable piece of your clothing. Mm-hmm. And you would have uh, the, the way that your dresses would attach and close would leave a hole for that pocket. And so you would always have a pocket. It wasn't anything. And they were deep pockets. They're very deep pocket. And that would hold your wallet. Like that would be your life is mm-hmm. your pocket. Uh, often it would be one pocket because it was so large. I think clothing should have proper pockets, but the problem, I, I don't get the, I don't get ecstatic. Like when something has a pocket, I don't do the squealing of pockets. It has pockets. You just hate joy. I do hate joy. That's not me. I don't get that kind of enthusiasm because a quality pocket, like just have a dress, just having a pocket does not a good pocket make. Mm. Pocket has to be deep enough, but the fabric that the pocket is made out of and the, the fabric that the garment is made out of really matters with how good your pocket is. And that's where, like, you can't just... I don't think you can just use any material in any garment and put a pocket in it. And That makes sense. Well, because of the, the uh, influx of polyester and very stretchy very thin very lightweight materials Mm -hmm. i can understand why people stopped making pockets and putting pockets in clothing uh also having very tight clothing came in well if you have pockets you're going to be having lines yeah depending on the fabric that if you want a tight fit of some stretchy material you can't have a pocket so i understand why it went out of fashion to do that also is more cost because it's trickier to sew and right. more fabric and so you can have like a t-shirt yarn dress let's say like kind of like a stretchy mm-hmm. polyester type deal where i don't think a pocket necessarily works because anytime you put your hand in it or anytime you put like your phone in it it's going to bag it's going to puff out you're going to just like see every lump and bump yeah so yes i think there should be pockets Proper pockets in women's clothing and dresses is a good place to do it, but I don't think every garment every time has to have a pocket. But I'm a proponent of leaning more towards heavier weight fabrics, better quality fabrics, and those lend themselves to having pockets. Better tailoring. Better tailoring, you know, having proper linings. Yeah. I just think that's nicer for just the human body, too, because just like a pocket showing lumps and bumps, other fabrics show lumpy bumps that you may not want to show. You just well, it just up. gets to a, a level of craftsmanship, right? You you yeah. need to have the the wisdom to know yeah. where and when and how to put so, it in the pocket. I'm I'm definitely pro pocket, but I don't squeal instantly. Okay, you know, if if it, a garment has a good pocket, then it does make me happy. Gotcha. I'm gonna turn that down. That heater. How do I do that? Just you can turn it off too. Oh, that's the temperature. Yeah. Does it have the fan? Just, yeah. Oh? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I mean, we have a one, heater in our basement. It's we do. so it, nice it's and very cozy. cozy. Yeah, it works really well. Oh, it's getting toasty. Okay. Um, no more formal wear. We just don't have opportunity to wear formal wear. Well, maybe that's part of the trend that I am lamenting. Ah. Well, uh, part of that. lament. Well, what I'm lamenting is that so many places that if you go out to dinner 
and it's a nice place, it's still casual wear. Even though it's a nice place, even though you're spending a lot of money, it's not a place for you to go in your suit. And I lament that because I think being formally dressed does something to your brain. You know, the whole thing like just for the job you want, not the job you have. I think um, there's something to be said about a sharp dressed man. <laughs> I like that. I would, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, and that is unfortunate for most, a lot of people that they don't have a need for. It. I mean, in a certain sense, it's, it's good because then you don't need to have a whole other wardrobe. But you can get away with one formal wear. Yeah, if you have one outfit that's formal wear. See, that's the thing I lament is back in the day where you had like your your one dress for the day and then you had your one formal wear. You're like, yep, mm -hmm. I'm good. That's it. Just two two articles. Like, and when the the one casual one wore out, then that was Yeah, then you got the yeah, exactly. Then your Sunday best became your work clothes. Yep. No, exactly. That's what I lamented. Like we don't need bigger closets. We just need, need less, less clothes. Need less clothes. I mean, I like having lots of clothes, but I'm also like, sometimes it would just be easier. If every morning you just wore the same thing. And it was socially acceptable that people wouldn't be um, like, oh, that's weird that you're wearing the same thing. But we were all wearing the same thing yeah. all the time. I think there's a lot of blue collar guys out there who are wearing the same thing. That is true. That is true. They're I'm... probably sick of it. <laughs> Well, that's why I like to go out and dress up because I'd be wearing my yeah. my welder um, blue blues and yeah, I'd be wearing wearing those. I gotta say, like these companies, the uniform companies, they could just understand that everything, every penny is counted all the time. But it just would be nice to like not have the most scratchy material. Hmm. Why, yeah. Cotton shouldn't be scratchy. How does cotton get scratchy? It all depends on the quality. All depends. Well, I think they left ticks in it or something. Probably they. Yeah. You had to wear. You had to wear an undershirt or else. Yep. Things would be chafing. Yep. But no, I think it would be nice if we had more opportunity to dress up. I would. I would enjoy that. I think mm -hmm. it does uh, give you a boost mentally, and you're just like, oh, just different setting, get to wear something different. And yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, too, just opportunities to wear different kinds of things is good. Mm-hmm. That you're not always wearing the same thing. Well, it's refreshing. Yeah. Gives you a break. Yeah, not just business casual for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's like... You or gotta, you or gotta less than... Totally grungy and then really fancy. <laughs> That's what I want. Sweats to tux. Yes. All right, next one. Disposable furniture. What do you mean by disposable furniture? You mean like I'm saying made so that I'm saying furniture that everybody knows that in 15 years you will be replacing it, not repairing it. Yeah. You will be replacing, replacing it, it because it's not going to last your lifetime. And it's not even going to be worth trying to fix it because mm -hmm. the cost of fixing it IKEA yeah, and every other big box store. Yeah. Um it just it's just sad to me mm -hmm. that in a world where people talk about um In a world. I feel like this is really one of the trailers. In a world. 
where people worry about landfills, they'd still buy crappy furniture. But you buy a couch, and mm-hmm. you spend six grand on a couch. That couch is only good for 15 years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Probably well, couches 10. Couches are hard because you're dealing with upholstery. But that's but what I'm saying. Say, they used say... to, that couch, that, that, that couch that we pulled apart and made into a table. Yes. It could have been reupholstered. It could have. And yep. it would have been, quote unquote, worth it, right? Because you yep. could have not made that couch. For the, for the amount, same, but it still would have been like three, four, five thousand dollars to Yeah, but like, then you'd have another couch that was good. That upholstery That's would have, true. if you had gotten good quality upholstery, mm-hmm. that couch would have been good to go for twenty five plus years. Yeah. And that's already after I'd been on this earth for almost a hundred. I just think it's hard to get over the initial price. Like it's hard. Well, yeah, to I mean, save. I, we 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 feel like we instantly have to fill a space. Mm-hmm. And so we panic when we have an empty space and then we run out and buy something that we can afford in the moment instead of letting it yeah. be empty for a while and it being inconvenient for a while. Uh, and I would say like thrift stores are good, but it's getting harder as people are deciding that it's good to do thrift stores. And again, you have yeah. to pick your pieces too, because sometimes don't it just ends mix. up being a waste of money too. Yeah. Well... It's it is a thing though if um it, it, if if these pieces of furniture weren't being made overseas by practically slave labor mm-hmm. some of the time mm-hmm. it would make people realize that what real furniture actually would cost. Yeah. Our our mindset would shift there. And also realizing that well-made furniture depends on the piece of course but well-made furniture uh it uh accrues what's the word accrues accrues value that if you buy a 1950s dresser mm-hmm. and take good care of it and maybe like refinish it or whatever but minimal but just take care of it it will be worth more later down down the road than yes. when you bought it yeah. So you buy it at a thrift store for a hundred dollars is going to gain. It's like the value, pain. and and there's not very many things in life that you use that gain. That gain. Yeah. Uh, one example I heard people talking about is Rolex watches. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Those typically go up in value. Yeah. So that that's another thing. It's like, why are we willing to? And then that's also a status thing that people do. Mm-hmm. Right, they buy Rolex just because of the name. Well, why can't we do that with furniture? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seems that we live. We always lament being in disposable culture. Mm-hmm. It's time for us to do something. But maybe about that it. will be the trend. Maybe I we're think, gonna. I think we're gonna see that pop in more. That people are going to want to try to buy better quality furniture. I think so because eventually people just get tired of it. Yeah. And get tired of things falling apart and replacing it all the mm-hmm. time. As much as people were like, oh, I got tired of this style. The nice thing is, like, with the couch, you were saying with the upholstery, it does wear out. You can reupholster yeah. it. Yeah, especially, yeah, anything upholstered is yeah. like that. So I I see a great future where um, craftsmanship is valued again. Yay! And, uh, maybe Grand Rapids will again be on the lead of, of yeah, furniture that building. Yeah, that would be interesting. 
It would be. There are several furniture makers out here. And like okay. maybe I mean like this this the designs would change probably from what they were in the past and that's all good. Yeah. All I'm saying is I want to make a living making furniture, so we'll do it. Yeah. Don't ask <laughs> me twice. I don't know. All right. Just do it. Well, one thing we will not be doing mm. if we make our own furniture is doing the whole white on white on white uh, design. Yeah. This is going to take longer than two and a half minutes. But uh, I hope the trend will be having that people are not as scared of color as they used to be. In the past 10 years? In the past 10 years, people have become really afraid of color. Gun shy. Gun shy of color. And I hope that people let loose a little bit and have fun with it. Because white... I mean, does white count as a color? I always think of white as a color. White is almost the absence of color because black is all the colors, technically. Okay. I get, yeah, I get, well, can you actually make black if you mixed all the colors and didn't have black? No, not You have very dark brown. Making black is very difficult. Yeah. It's a hard pigment. Mm -hmm. Same thing with white. It's a pigment. Like, you think of paint, like, it's a pigment that they put and they suspend Mm -hmm. in suspension. But... (laughs) Cool. But what what we don't want is white cabinets with white countertops and mm-hmm. white floors and white mm-hmm. walls. It just feels very unnatural and very sterile. But I guess some maybe you want that, but the hospital feel I don't care for. Although our hospitals even white, they're just like dinge. I don't know. I don't like hospitals. Hospitals are Poorly lit, but the hospitals got green lights like, yeah. like the Honda. <laughs> and they got and they got the stainless steel tables. Oh yes, yep. No, nobody's doing stainless steel tables. I'll say that <laughs> people are finding out that they don't like stainless steel steel because oh, like the fridges and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, I've seen that. Like actually, more colorful fridges are kind of coming. Yeah, more colorful. I'm like, I would like, like with that. like the more enamel finish. Yep. Yeah. Um, obviously what's really popular still is the slate color, mm-hmm. which is like the stainless steel, but it doesn't show fingerprints. Yeah. That's a nice one. But I, I like the, I, I would like, I, what was it like 1950s when they had all the like flamingo pink oh, and robin's yeah. egg blue and green. And I thought that was really fun. It was. And then, uh, do you... See, I think that's a cool way to incorporate color though. Cause you could have all white cabinets and then you have a flamingo pink fridge. Yeah, and like, then how fun that, is that? That would definitely break it up. Yeah. Instead of having everything white. I yeah. think we need contrast too, and that's lacking in the all white. It's like we love contrast. Babies were born babies. We were born babies. Maybe <laughs> we were. Some of us were hatched. When when you're born, like what do they give you? Like they give you like the, the, the black and white board books to like help you know, because babies like looking at contrast. Oh. They, they don't really see colors. They see light and dark. Okay. And so they find those books immensely engrossing. And I'm like, I think we need to return back to our babiness. Mobiles. Yes. Just spin around. Oh, man. Whiplash. <laughs> Watching that thing go around. So we'll see. We'll see where, the, where especially kitchens go. I think kitchens have definitely been the most clean it i I understand the idea Mm -hmm. of 
And maybe some people it works this way. Uh, my room used to be completely white, white ceiling, white doors, white everything. Uh, and I, I lived in that room for about four months and I couldn't figure out why I was going to start raving mad. Decided to paint my room teal and then I realized it was the white that was completely driving me insane. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. And as soon as I painted it teal, I, it was all better. One thing I am noticing, though, is people are starting to pull in more natural wood accents. Yeah, which Even breaks if they, it up a lot. It does. And the nice thing about wood is if you use real wood instead of the plastic stuff, yep. every piece is different. Yep. And that, your eye notices that. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing and about And that's, the, again, like the plane with texture. Yes. Uh, that. We had a long discussion about how texture was also important. Yes. Yeah. uh walls mm -hmm. and uh it's hard with texture though because everybody like smooth walls are easy to clean yeah yeah compared yeah to, to ornately carved walls or whatever that's true carved wall yeah yeah you could hey, carve a wall you could, could. Yeah. i should try doing that just take with a little knife carve my my wall um but yeah, anything more you want to say? I, no, I just think we're gonna see this year. I think you're gonna see playing more with the textures. Yeah. And uh, that there's gonna white is still gonna be predominant, but I I think you're gonna see more hits of color. It's my prediction. Yeah, I think and less creams and off whites probably. Mm hmm. Um. But it, if you do go with white just make sure you break it up because yeah, there's like some you're sort saying, of contrast and you can contrast with wood it doesn't have to be mm -hmm. like black and white but it can yeah. contrast with wood because you have something that's like very smooth and very clean and then you have the texture exactly and like what i mean by texture is like wood is smooth in a house like right it's... but like the swirls of the grain looks textured exactly enough said let's yes. move on to the next one okay um Screens everywhere. This kind of goes back to the, the TVs. but Oh, screens uh, everywhere. Oh, interesting. Well, like, we now got fridges that have screens. Oh, I want them. one of those. It tells you what to eat. You're like, beep, boop, beep, boop. And they're like, would you like a yogurt? And like, no, I'm allergic. Okay, would you like avocado? No, I'm allergic. Oh, okay, would you like pudding? Yes, I want pudding. But can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? <laughs> but yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like, I mean, there's screens in the kitchen. There's yeah. screens um, it's everywhere. Yeah. And then people are walking around with their own little screens. screens and it's yeah. like, and you're like, no wonder we're so fried. Like, our How many are screens so do we need? And then this kind of ties into the next one, which is a lack of real art mm. anywhere. So the we have these screens where it's a constantly changing picture. Mm -hmm. And yet we have less artwork in our houses where it's the same picture. Yeah. And we delve into the depths of the one picture. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like what people maybe, that's what I find restorative about having art around you is it, it it's calming because it's mm -hmm. not ever changing. It, it's like yeah. taking that snapshot and, and focusing on it. Yeah. And like you're saying, you're using words of like calming and focusing and, and stuff like that. Whereas a lot of times that gets uh, misunderstood as boring. How is that boring though? Be like it, it's because we're always distracted. We don't even realize being distracted is what's boring. What do people do when they are bored? They try to distract themselves. 
Right, but they're bored by their distractions, so they look for more distractions. Yeah. But it, it, how nice is it to have a good piece of art in your house that every time you walk by, you're like, ah, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and every time you're like, but you're That's... you're stopping for a moment of self-reflection. You can't do that because then the demons come in. And so you have to just distract yourself constantly with all the screens to make sure. The that demons don't overpower you. Don't overpower you. Even if they say. Quiet like, the screaming in your head. Exactly. Don't you know, Edwin? That's what we're trying to do here. We can't stop for a moment of self-reflection. What, is, what are you, a madman? What do you think we're. Why do you think people are playing this podcast? Because even our drivel is better than the voices in their head. Exactly. They can't complete a single task without listening to some sort of noise. A just concophony of... of, of, of... Blather. Blather. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it is funny how um, sometimes I'll just not turn on the radio driving mm. to work. And I'll be like... Well, this is kind of nice. Oh, I start messing up driving so bad. <laughs> I get too focused on driving, and then I'm, like, running over curbs, and I'm like, where did that come from? That was a non-sequitur. Like, too focused on driving, <laughs> so I start running over curbs. They, You realize how odd that sounds. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, because I know you, but that is that is the worst explanation like, I, officer, officer, I hit the telephone pole because I was too focused. Didn't have the radio on, therefore, it crashed. I don't know how to explain it, but there there needs to be a certain amount of calm and chillness when you're driving. And I need, I need music for soothingness. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But there's there's other times like we're we're like crocheting. Sometimes I try to overload myself with lectures or music or mm -hmm. podcasts. Actually, I don't, especially not ours. No, it's just a cacophony of blather, don't you know? Don't you know? Uh, but sometimes just to crochet in silence is so nice. Mm -hmm. It brings back the the meditative process of it of just that mm -hmm. repetition and. You know what's that. nice to do. Uh in quiet like that's meditative like that even more so because it's less thinky think is sharpening um like chisels or sharp mm -hmm. sharpening knives like mm -hmm. it's just very much like it's so smooth like you're yeah. you just getting a rhythm yeah and it in at least i quickly feel guilty of like oh i'm wasting this time like i should be putting in more knowledge should be putting in more stuff in my brain mm. Instead of when doing stuff like that, where I'm like, oh, I have to be listening. I have to be learning to something. I have to be more than this moment of what I'm doing. And so you try to overload yourself. And then you're like, no wonder I'm like, short, short your, eye, on. your eyes twitching. Look, 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 look. I like, do... What's wrong with you, Megan? <laughs> look, look. I don't know. I, I maybe I'm too shallow a person. I just really enjoy having my mind blank. No, it's like, a good thing. It's just it's I just can't so... handle it. Well, I think I think if you get comfortable with that feeling, it you oftentimes think about things more deeply. No, I totally agree. And uh it's hard to have a moment to to think about different things mm -hmm. with with 
when you don't have that silence because there's always so much coming in and then because there's so much coming in you feel like you also need to like project more out mm-hmm. and we, it, what happens is then you're you're kind of not digesting your world yeah it's kind of like you're eating everything in sight but you're yeah. not digesting it and yeah. then None of it's making sense, and you're trying so hard to be productive, and then, like, none of it means anything. Well, I mean, we could have a whole podcast on that. Like, sometimes our, our I think it's a fetish of productivity. Yeah. We suffer from this thing where we mm-hmm. we need to I know, hustle. People are like, oh, we hate productivity, so we're going to be productively unproductive. I don't know, like, the pendulum swings, you know, too well, far, too far but, the other way. But, but I'm it like, does Ugh. it does seem to me that there are we have a ability to hustle ourselves to the grave. Like we don't, we do things without ever realizing that we're going to die. And if you can't think about that, if you want to, you can shunt that off for a while and not pay attention to that, but you need to be comfortable with the idea that you are going to die and you're not going to get everything you want to get done, done because you're finite. Absolutely. And if you don't, oh, yeah, go ahead. well, no, if you don't rest in the comfort that the Lord is in control of all things, you're going to just end up being panicked and you're not going to get yeah. everything done and you're not going to have any peace in your life at all. Exactly. Next one. Um, or you can skip a few too. I don't know. This is the, this is the last one. Perfect. Okay. No more physical books. Oh, as we sit in a room surrounded by books. Yeah, it's true. In a basement that's surrounding another room that's also full of books. Yeah, we are completely enveloped by we, books. We might say we are in the cocoon of bookdom. Ooh, like that. <gasps> that should be the name of our bookstore. Cocoon. Cocoon. That, that's nice. He's like a little reading butterfly. And he's like, mm-hmm. read, like he's in the cocoon, but he's reading a book. So he's like super happy. That yeah. He's not out of the cocoon yet. Yeah. Who wants to be out of the cocoon? Nobody wants that's to be out of the cocoon. the worst idea. I know. Like, who he, cares? You're beautiful. Like, like, who cares? Think about the caterpillar. I mean, he spends a bunch of time eating. I appreciate that part. Yeah. Okay. Under, understand. And then he takes a nap. Totally with you. Yep. And then you emerge to try to not get eaten. No. no. You stay in the cocoon. Yeah. Never, never get-, get out of the cocoon. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was a good one. Thanks. No, exactly. So that's what the name of our bookstore. Okay. Uh, Don't you guys steal it? No, exactly. Nobody open it. Or at least if you do, you have to give us free books for life. Ooh. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. In case somebody go open it. <laughs> well, I think... There's just, you, you, as much as we talked about the, the piece of stationary art needing to be there mm. to be reflective mm-hmm. and so on, books in them, themselves are pieces of art. And they're there, if they're there physically, yeah, I feel like you're much more capable of understanding that this is a body of knowledge. Even if it's a book you haven't read, you're like, there is 500 pages there of stuff I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that humbles you. Right. Yeah. And that, but also that is always available for you. Like it's, it's waiting for you. And life can never be dull then because yeah. it, it, you are surrounded by so much mm-hmm. that you don't know. Well, so much, too, like, how... so much exploring. I used to always yeah. wish that I was born in the time of the pioneer to mm-hmm. go exploring. And so, and then I'm, like, I realized one day, like 
they didn't think they were exploring. They were just living their life. Right. And I'm just living my life and I can see all these avenues of exploration. Yeah. Well, that's how I try to write it too. It's like, you know, come along with another, you know, quacky adventure with me or, yeah, you know, like you think you, you rewrite it a little bit to say like, these are adventures we're exploring. Like we're delving into this book. We are, you know, risking it all. We're risking our paradigm. Like, what are we like? Do we actually oh, agree yeah, with every... what we think? Do we agree with what they say? Like, what do we think of the world that they're presenting? How do we interact with it? Yeah, it, it's a it's a big gamble. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, because like ideas have consequences. Yes, they do, and that's exciting. It is. Like, what's the point of having ideas and thoughts if they don't have any consequence? Yeah. No, you you could actually say that ideas in a way are the only thing that have consequence because ideas come before action. Yeah. Even if they're not fully formulated, that doesn't mean they weren't there. Mm-hmm. And I think with having like a, a physical book there is something of stability in it i don't know i think about like at least for me on the on my my gadgets my my gizmos my phone i always forget like it's so easy and accessible and it's it's like things come across your screen and you mm-hmm. have to you know access it but then something distracts you and then you it's move a on and then, machine. And then you know, like you're kind of left knowing that there was something you wanted to go back for, but then you can't remember how you found it, what was it exactly called, where was it? Yeah. And so it's lost. It feels like it's lost. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you have a physical book on your shelf, you're like, okay, I can't get to it right now, but I know exactly where it is. And that's the nice thing too. Like when, you, when you're yeah. reading a book, you can be immersed in the book. You, There's no notification that pops up. Mm-hmm. There, You are in that book. Now, I will say, like, there's certain things where I'm like, I've, there was one time where I was dragging Anna Karenina with me to work for months because it was Anna Karenina. And I was like, you know, a Kindle would not suck right now. Yeah. And because I was like, ease of transport and just the weight of essentially (laughs) having an extra five pounds with me. Well, where I'm like, okay, I understand the concept or like the ease of use, but I'm still glad I have it. Kindle would be the halfway point because that's not your phone. It doesn't yeah. beep and ding and it actually... I mean, you can put silence on your phone. Yeah, but it's a little different, right? Like yeah. it, you have all your apps on there and everything. That's true. Yeah. You know, like you get to a sloggy part where Lennon's still talking about the the noble... Yeah. and you're like dude get a grip and then you know <laughs> and you're like oh let me just go to the next part and then the, yeah and, and also i think i i I think phones I, mean, I don't know i've never read on a kindle so i don't know but phones kind of incline you to skim mm-hmm. and i don't think you should skim every book or everything that you read but we're used to reading articles very quickly yeah and skimming through things to get through the because there's so much useless information. Oh yeah. So you have to filter. But if you're reading something like Anna Karenina, you shouldn't be skimming it. Well, you kind of miss the point by skimming it. Yeah. Uh, so I I'm in I am I am pro physical book. I I love physical books, even though I have many many books I have not yet read. One weird we were talking about this one weird thing I've seen. I don't know if this is a trend, but I've seen it 
where people read on their phones or listen to audiobooks on their phone or they read on a Kindle. And then they go out after they finish the book and they go out and buy the physical book Mm -hmm. so that they own it. And I'm like, that just seems so bizarre to me that you would spend money twice twice, so that you could own it as a trophy of look at what book I read. That's crazy. But I guess like they're saying, oh, well, reading's my hobby. So this is my trophy collection of my hobbiness. Yeah. I've never really considered reading my hobby. I just, it's something I like doing and think should be done. I guess that, does that make it a hobby? I don't know. But I, I guess it kind of is because you. It's kind of a hobby, but it's, it's so. I don't think so... of it as a hobby. Well. It's, it's a little bit like saying. The hobby is, is to breathe. Like, okay, well, you can, you can really enjoy breathing. Mm-hmm. and spend more time on focused breathing than anybody else but if anybody were to do without breathing the effects are not good so what would what would the jo- like what, what what would the trophy for breathing your hobby your 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 breathing hobby would probably be like what a jar of air i was thinking it would be like the stop clock you use to see how long you held your breakfast breath for oh okay and like a golden stopwatch you yeah hang that up like that was my new record and then when you yeah. send a new one you get another one yeah you 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 hang the stopwatches up uh-huh with the time that you achieve yeah like once you stop it and you're like yeah oh, that is my my trophy yeah well, that's what i think okay in this alternate universe where people are devoting so much time to breathe i mean there are professional divers okay, if, if drinking water was my hobby then i guess i should have like flasks of, of water like that mark. yeah how much like okay like you know after five years i reached this many gallons so then i get like a a, a water bottle that's symbolic of of all the gallons of water you drink yeah yeah and then you could also collect water from different yes regions. yes oh oh yeah and like all the different you brands could write a whole you could have a whole blog about like this water is too tapish yeah but or... is it a hobby then if you start monetizing with a blog well, who said it would be monetized? Well, blogs are because you have ads. Oh, why aren't we doing that? I don't know. I've I've suggested it, and everybody's like, I don't want to work on it. And I'm like, okay, fine, but ad money would be nice. <laughs> that's why. That's why bloggers have to put so much filler in their content so they get more ads. Everybody picks on the poor food bloggers that give out the recipes for free and they're like, oh, I don't need to know your life story. Just give me the recipe. And I'm like, that's literally how they make money. Yeah. It's by having pages and pages of content and then you get to the recipe because you looked at all their ads first mm-hmm. and then you looked at the recipe. That's the only way they're making money. So, so don't be so harsh on them. Either like, yeah, pay it's, for the cookbook yes, or get out. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of times they have PDF cookbooks. Like either pay for that if you are using it more than once. Yeah. Or just put up with it. Yeah. I'm sorry, but they got to eat too. Yes, otherwise, they, they can't make recipes. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't. <laughs> Speaking of like, I I just like. The last couple times I made pancakes is something I always would look online for the recipe. Yeah, and then you realized recipe. I, I don't need no stinking recipe. recipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's practically just equal parts liquid to flour. Mm-hmm. And 
And if it's too Basically. thin, you add more. And if it's too thick, you add more. Yeah. Of opposite of the, things. Exactly. But, <laughs> and also, the pancakes taste better the more fat you have in the pancake. It so much better to make them taste good. Yeah. Yeah. In egg yolks. If you separate like more egg, egg yolks. yolks. Yeah. Do you do like fluff fluff American? Or do you do like brittle cakes? Or do you do European? European's almost like a crepe, right? Yeah. So no, not that one. I would say they're more like griddle cakes. They're a little bit fluffy, but not like McFluffy. Not like IHOP, Styrofoam. Or even worse, uh, McDonald's. Oh, I can't do it. McDonald's is, is like literally eating foam. Yeah, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> like, kids would be so chewy. <laughs> it's like... Just, the... And yet I, I'm still chewing. <laughs> Wait, aren't they golden brown and delicious looking? Mm -hmm. At least yeah, the commercials I, are. The best pancakes look very mottled. Like they're they got mm -hmm, they got they got the black yeah. and the brown and the light spots. They're not corn cakes the best. I'm actually not a huge fan of pancakes. I gotta experiment with corn cakes. Yeah. Next. When you when you make good corn cakes, let me know. Okay. Sounds good. I'll let everybody know. Really? On the podcast. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, we'll talk about my pancake adventure. That's a good idea. It's a, an exploration in Panakuken. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> well, y'all, thank you for spending time with us. We hope you enjoyed this newer format. We're going to be throwing this in a little bit here so that we have more time to do different adventures. And uh, check out the shop that yep. you can find interesting colorful things that are good for your that spark joy hopefully yeah i mean they should they joy. spark joy in us they, that's true especially when you buy and them. uh they're good for anyone everyone any space any time it, it's all part of the time space continuum so in, yes it fits within that juxtaposition of time and space exactly so with that check it out thank you for listening and hope you have a wonderful week. I don't know. We've never said anything like this. What? Ah, I went oh, well. I hope you're doing a good no, too. No, what we're supposed to do is stay quacky. I don't know where that came from. Here's to us ducks, because we don't give a quack. Also, we wouldn't mind if you liked, subscribed, share, and send copious amounts of coinage. And we thank you. Gravel, gravel, gravel. Bye bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a miracle. Bye bye. bye.